Phyllis Neffler's life was a symphony of spending. This one. Out. I'll take the rest. I started my new meaningful life today. And I bought a whole new meaningful wardrobe to go with it. Until her husband stopped the music. You never give me an ounce of credit for anything I do. That's because you never do anything. Well, then I guess I'm going to do something right now. Approve. Mom's going to be our new troop leader. Who are you? Uh, Phyllis Neffler. Troop Beverly Hills. Now, she's changing her style. Well, girls, are you ready to rough it? From Rodeo Drive. I can't let you take the girls out there alone. Why not? Because you get lost in your walk-in closet. The Cookie Drive. That jamboree thing sounds fabulous. Mm. My trip is definitely going. What is a jamboree? From room service. Is what you call roughing it? One bathroom for nine people? Yes. To public service. Today I am here to demonstrate for you CPR. Lie down and open your mouth. Last time I did this, I got more than a patch for it. And from high society. Do you like people to call you dictator or just dick? To high adventure. I'm sure it's very nice to know how to live in the forest and eat bark. You can prance these little princesses through Beverly Hills all you want. Right. But you will never really be a real wilderness girl. We'll be fine. We're through Beverly Hills. Shelley Long. What an adventure. Isn't nature fabulous, girl? Troop Beverly Hills. She's not a babe in the woods. Can we just quit now? Not until we sing Kumbaya. Welcome back, everybody. These are the movies that made us gay. Woo! Yeah. Boys and girls, this is the podcast where each week we get together and we watch a movie from our childhood that shaped our young gay boy lives. We've got a doozy for you this week. Everybody, my name is Pete. And my name is Scott. And we're here to review some movies. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pete. So excited to talk about Troop Beverly Hills. Ooh, did you enjoy the movie? I did enjoy it. Good. Um, it had been a while since I'd watched it from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I mean, it's definitely a classic, and it's and it's worth revisiting. Uh, this movie has got a lot of gems in it. It's got some good music. It's got some great lines by the wonderful Shelley Long. Great performance by Shelley Long, Yeah, too. it's kind of an underrated performance by Shelley Long. Um, we're going to get into all of that. Um, do you have some information about the movie? Like what year it was released? Yeah, so this like came out that. March 24th, 1989, 20 years ago. Okay. Celebrating its 20-year uh, anniversary. 20-year anniversary. Directed by Jeff Kanu and written by Pamela Norris, who I just found out was a showrunner in Designing Women, which mm. makes total sense. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, so True Beverly Hills, it was not a big hit at the time, but just through its cable following just developed a big affection with people just through uh, it airing on TV, its oh, home video sure. release. That's when it really caught on. It was not a hit when it came out in 89, right. but then slowly developed its fan base. And I think it has a pretty beloved fan yeah, base, just definitely. like you said, for the 20-year anniversary, which is happening all throughout 2019. Um, we've already had some reunions mm-hmm. uh on Entertainment Tonight, Entertainment Tonight or Extra, or one of those shows, Was ET, maybe, maybe hosted by da, Mario da, Lopez. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, I mean this this movie introduced us to uh, 
the wonderful Jenny Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I also saw in the credits it says introducing Jenny Lewis. It does say introducing. Jenny when you go Lewis. to her IMDb, that bitch has been working since she was probably four. Well, she yeah, definitely. But she had never really done movies though. She had just done TV. She right. I mean, she had done some television commercials. I know she was a Toys R Us kid. Mm-hmm. If uh, any of you old enough remember. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. That was uh, Jenny Lewis was one of those. She was riding she, a big wheel. Running she also just worked the sitcom rounds. She's in a. I think she's in an early episode of the Golden Girls. She too. is. She is. She. I believe. Isn't she's she some sort of a Girl Scout? She, yeah, she's a Girl Scout. She's some sort of, and, and she's very young. She's a Rose lot younger. is like the troop leader. Sure. Because yeah. of course she would be. And I mean, this movie has some some really great young actresses in it, as well mm-hmm. as as well as Shelley. We'll Lyon. do a full rundown of everyone in the troupe for sure. Uh, you were just listening to uh, "Make It Big" by the Beach Boys. I love that in my notes. I was just like fake beach fake Beach Boy song. Yeah, as mark. we were watching the movie, I go, "Is this the?" I'm thinking about, "Is this the Beach Boys?" That really sounds like Brian Wilson. Yeah, but it also sounds like Kokomo. Yeah, like the, definitely. The music sounds like Kokomo was at that, the time. It has that Beach Boys beat. Yeah, from the so 80s. I wonder if John Stamos was playing the congas in the background of that, of that song. Um, and also great opening qu- credits. Name the last movie that you saw recently with an animated opening credit. Sure. So like uh, like many uh, a female-led uh, zany comedy from the 80s, this had a, an animated sequence for the opening credits. And also Shelley Long done as like a Tex Avery character. Really cute Shelley Long uh, caricature. Big boobs and big red hair. Big eyes. and Oh my God, I have to talk about the hair. So do you think... They hired Jenny Lewis, and they were like, "Okay, you're going to be our mom." And she's like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm sure, gonna be the mom of this copper top." Jenny Lewis is a. Red I'm com- I'm coming in with red hair, and she came in spicy. That hair is like yeah. orange. And I don't think I've, I don't think Shelley had ever no. been a redhead no. in a movie before. No, never. I think she was always kind it's of a very, dirty blonde. She's always been a, a dirty blonde, a sandy blonde, a sandy blonde. Gosh, sorry, just call her a dishwater blonde. Sorry, si- the, sorry. There go our hopes of <laughs> Shelley Long coming on this show. Um, she's a, a an ash blonde is sure. is what Shelley Long is. But yeah, in this movie, she's got orange hair. That this color does not exist in nature. But I feel like for Phyllis Neffler, everything is heightened. Yes, Phyllis wears absolutely shoulder pads. And I have. A, and I also have in my notes and Shelley serving looks. Shelley is ser- is Shelley is H to T turning an entire look. Fits and fashions. This entire movie is full of fits and fa- we might have our top twenty fits and fashions from this movie. I saw this BuzzFeed list going around online the other day on Facebook or something, and it was. 21 best moments from A League of Their Own. 21 best moments. So all of A League of Their Own? How, sure, the, how many moments do you need from movie. one movie? 21? Do you know That's what, crazy. Well, I'm assuming... Just give me 10. And I'm assuming there's no crying in baseball. Well, so obvi- uh, one, I didn't even obviously. bother to click on it. It was clickbait. I did not take the bait. <laughs> 21. I don't know that kind of time. I've got an agenda online, and it's... Oh, speaking of go, which, go, go. we have to do a League of Their Own eventually. Oh, we'll get there. We're going to put a pin in there. All right. Anybody out there who wants to be in uh, our League of Their Own commentary? Madonna, Madge, you're listening. Ro? Ro. You're welcome to come on the show. Lori uh, Petty. What's... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that you're not up to anything. It's the little, the little kid's name. <laughs> oh, oh, the little Angel. boy. Yeah. Johnny Angel. What's his name? All right. Well, okay, um, never mind. so we've got some fits and fashions. Phyllis Neffler uh, is serving 
like I said, everything about this character is heightened. She's got this crazy orange hair. She wears shoulder pads. She wears epaulets, peplums, you know. She's got, at one point, her her troop leader outfit has, like, puffy director pants. Yes. She's serving some, like, W.C. Fields, like, realness. It's, like, deliciously 80s, too. It's, it's the super most 80s. 80s movie to come out of 1989. It is 1989, and it's still very... It, produced, like, in... On the nose, 80s. 87-88. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we've got we start off with this great uh animated sequence and it cuts directly to the Wilderness Girls headquarters. I have a lot of questions about the Wilderness it's Girls. A fortress. Troop leaders, yes. So okay, I don't know what the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts of America what their actual headquarters looks like. Maybe it is a nice building. I'm sure it's an office building somewhere. This is like a college yeah. building. It's like it's somewhere on the UCLA campus. Sure, yeah. It's just like fabulous brick. But I mean, this entire movie is shot in and around Los Angeles. So many iconic locations. All the troop leaders have their own car. Sure. The, the cars that say Wilderness Girls, they're yep. branded cars. Um, uh, also, this movie like kind of posits that these troop leaders, this is like their full-time job. Yeah, I don't know. Are they Velda's getting, like firing them left and are right? Are they getting... Are they on a salary? I don't understand. Are they, pay, are they paid per hour? The troop leaders. But okay, so we're in this fortress. It's like an entire high school. It's like yeah. gigantic. And we meet the like head of the Wilderness Girls like organization, which is uh, Audra Lindley. You may remember her as Mrs. Roper. And Mrs. Roper has, it's weird to see her in just like a sensible bob. I didn't even recognize her. Yeah, it's just like a blonde, little blonde bob. She doesn't have her Mrs. Roper, like orange afro. She's not wearing like She's flowy, not wearing a caftan. Flowy caftan. A khaki caftan. Because all the adult women in this movie are wearing khaki the entire time. So here we're also introduced to uh, Velda. Oh boy. Yeah. This character. This character. Uh, Velda Plender. She's played by Betty Thomas. The oh, great, my God. The great Betty Thomas. Oh, my also, God. Also, after her acting career, turns out to be a really successful movie yeah, director. Yeah, she did, director. She did, like, the Brady Bunch movie. Mm-hmm. She did one, a few of the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies. She did 28 Days with Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of the go-to woman if you wanted to do a comedy. Yeah. And she uh, she was doing, you know, she was acting in the, yeah. in the early 80s, in the mid-80s. And... Um, True Beverly Hills was her final acting role. She has the staples of a great character actress, too. Yeah. It's a performance that you definitely remember. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a a wonderful character actress. She's got, like, a great voice. She's got, um, oh, my God, she's so good. She's just full of, uh, she's just full of, like, one-liners and zingers. But Velda, the character, is just, she's a Mm no-nonsense troop leader. Everything by the book. She's kind of running all of, like, the West Side, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess so. And um, she's she's wearing her troop leader uniform, and she has a purple heart. <laughs> she's got a purple what's heart. What's that supposed to mean? On her, she's <laughs> she's military. She's got yeah. she's got military uh, uh, decorations, like the little stripes, the little strip with like the different colors. Is it is it like purple heart? Suggesting is, that she served in like Vietnam or purple something? heart is wounded in battle. I could see her. I could see her serving in Vietnam. I mean, at this, she has like the time. mindset that she's like been yeah. through the jungle and yeah. she's seen it. Yeah, that's the only other action I think you would have seen at that's that funny. point. I I didn't clock that. That's, yeah, she's got a purple, and she's wearing it the entire movie. Yep. So, so that just gives you a little insight in uh, Velda Plender, and um, 
oh, some of the first few outfits that we see. Because what happens is we're introduced to, you know, Troop Beverly Hills. They keep losing troop leaders. And the entire, like, crux of the movie at the beginning is, like, what are we going to do with Troop Beverly Hills? Like, nobody takes them seriously. The troop leaders keep quitting. Yeah. And we've got this application. And the application is Phyllis. And uh, as they talk about her uh, uh, application, they cuts to little vignettes of her doing things where it says, like, oh, she loves the environment. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know. When you get a close-up of the application, it's really funny. It's a really, we'll have to yeah, post really a picture funny. of it, we'll on, our, picture of it. on our Instagram. Um, but one of the first looks that Phyllis uh, is seen in is wearing a tiny hat. And both of us said tiny hat. Tiny hat. At the same time. <laughs> and a single glove. She's rocking like a Michael Jackson. Um, and she's just out like this crazy shopping spree. You see her pull up to her home in a Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. You know, she's buying like tons of shoes. There's like a pile of shoes. And she goes, that one, you can leave. I'll take the rest. That's like the little like bait and switch. You think she's yep. just going to take one shoe. No, she's taking all of them. You know, and we find out that her husband or her soon-to-be ex-husband runs Neffler's Mufflers. Yeah. And there's, like, local L.A. ads, and he's, like, in a muffler costume. Yeah. And it, they and they own this mansion in, like, that's Beverly what, Hills. That's what built their fortune? Yeah. Like a also, muffler shop? it kind of looks like Bel Air. It is Bel Air. I think that yeah. you get that, that size of property only in Bel Air. Yeah, and I think they even show, like, the gates, like, those Bel Air, like, Fresh Pits of Bel Air gates. But, yeah, the old muffler business... Very lucrative. I mean, maybe there's a chain. Maybe, you know, there's one like Monrovia and Mm -hmm. like, you know, all over town. All over Southern California. 20 Neffler's Mufflers, you know, near you. I mean, also it was the 80s, too. (laughs) A more lucrative time for small businesses. Maybe you could afford a mansion and (laughs) support your your wife. Yeah. And I mean, if he was doing well enough to have, you know, commercials on TV, like Larry H. Parker status, Mm -hmm. 80 do, you know. Uh, Jack Steffen, if you're from uh, Los Angeles, Jack Steffen. I, I thought it was very sweet that Jenny Lewis had a had a big poster of her dad. She did. She had a poster of her, her dad room. in a muffler costume in the in the bedroom. And uh, very early on in the movie, uh, as soon as Phyllis walks in the door with all of her shopping, we agreed to Rosario from Will and Grace. Oh, and when we're saying <laughs> Rosario, it's the same character. <laughs> did like the showrunner of. Will and Grace just kind of like, oh, you're from Troop Beverly just Hills. Troop Beverly. Just do that, but kind of camp up the accent a little well, bit more. Well, she's she's Rosa in Troop yeah. Beverly Hills. She's got this crazy beehive, but Who's it's... That? What's the actress's name? Her name is Shirley Morrison. Yeah. And not even a not not even like a Hispanic name. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Morrison. Well, you know, you never know. Like, maybe... But yeah, just like a... I mean... Shelly, I'm sorry. It's Shelly Morrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, she's from she's from New York. Let's see what's going on with Shelley Morrison. Maybe she's Puerto Rican. I don't know. She's 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 Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rican. Oh, you know where Shelley Morrison is from? She's um, she's from the Flying Nun. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> she was the sisters? Sally Field. Yeah, she, she was the, the sister. Sisters? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, cool. She was young. Yep. Uh, at any rate, so she's there playing uh, Rosa, but we just are going to call her Rosario this entire episode. Yeah. Um, oh, something also very 80s I have in my notes. There's a Hands Across America reference yep. in this scene. <laughs> well, I kind of think that Phyllis is, uh, she tries to be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. She kind of has her hand in everything. 
but I think that she's just very non-committal. That yeah, and that that's that she just never quite sees things through. Sure, that's kind of what uh, what the husband Fred. Yes. Well, coach. Coach. The husband mm-hmm. is is Craig T. Nelson. Two two big sitcom stars in this movie. Yeah, I think it was right before Coach started. I, I think. think it was right before Coach started, but he had come from movies. You know, yeah. he was in Poltergeist. Um, but yeah, Coach, uh, Coach is the dad. He's the he's the husband, and he's divorcing her. And he keeps his whole thing is yeah, she's flaky. You yeah. know, she likes doing lots of different things. She was involved in Hands Across America. She's involved in all of these like fun '80s things. Um, but at any rate, he's he's got one foot out the door. Um, and this is when we're introduced to. All of the awesome wilderness girls, yeah, and each one has like a little like character beat, a, a little note, yeah, uh huh. And you may remember, I think, feel like most of them you may remember from just various projects that they had been working on. A lot of them were on six successful TV shows. There's first, there's Punky Brewster's Punky Brewster's friend. That that <laughs> actress's name is Amy. She right? okay, so she played Margot on Punky Brewster. If you remember Punky Brewster at all, um, yes. Let me see if I can find her name. Amy Foster. Amy Foster. Uh, yeah. She plays Claire. Her deal is that her mother is a romance novelist, kind of like a a Jackie Collins, kind of like a Jackie uh, Collins. Jacqueline and, Susan didn't she write Valley of the Dolls? And she is played by Stephanie Beecham, not. Uh, not Dr. Stephanie Powers. Not, not Stephanie Powers and not Dr. Quinn Medicine okay, Woman. Okay, sure. She looks a lot like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Don't make that mistake. It is mm-hmm. Stephanie Beecham. You may remember her from, from Sequest DSV. Oh, That's sure. right. That's where I remember her from. She She's Phyllis's friend. She's a close friend of Phyllis. Mm-hmm. She's a romance novelist. She's British. And her daughter, Claire. And she dictates her uh, novel passages as she's just driving in the car. That's super 80s because you know yes. who else did that? Is She Devil. Oh, you're oh, you're right. Meryl yeah, Streep did it in She Devil, and she also played a Jacqueline Suzanne type. So I, like I think, think I like to think Jackie Collins did that. In the I 80s. think maybe one of them did it, and that was just a beat for like romance novelists in the eighties. That they, it seems you like, never type. You you've got like long acrylics, so you have to like mm-hmm. say it into your dictaphone. Um, I could see Jacqueline Susan writing Valley of the Dolls through dictating mm-hmm. it. So this character uh, Claire. Uh, Margot from Bucky Brewster, she is a child actress. Yes. So that's her gig. The next one rolls up, and uh, it is, her name is Heather. No, the actress's name is Heather, Heather Hopper. Her name is Tessa uh, in the movie. You remember? You may remember Heather Hopper from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Sure. She had glasses. She was Morning, a Miss part Bliss. of the OG Nikki. crew of yeah. Saved by the Bell. She played Nikki, and she was kind of like the Jesse character before Jesse, and then she was gone after Miss Bliss. But in this movie, her father is a movie director, and she is in therapy. So yeah. her thing is that she analyzes everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very wordy. She's very verbose. And she's often like calling Phyllis out, like, "Oh, your smoking is a sign of like nervousness." And I take it that like her dad is kind of like a Spielberg. I think so. I think he's like, successful. Kind of like a second-rate Spielberg sure. of the '80s. He's just a very like he's just like doing the L like film thing with his fingers like every five seconds. Like it's very just like classic 
mm-hmm. you know, movie director. Uh, we have Carla Gugino, who is like rich and posh, and she's wearing like riding boots her and parents, like a riding helmet. Her parents are jet setters, and her parents are jet setters. Carla Gugino, beautiful young girl. I mean, she's just like a standout, and she's very severe and very just like not a lot of emotion. She I plays think, Chica. I think that she was cast because they wanted her parents to kind of be like Euro trash, kind of be know. very, very like. Posh and European. I don't even think we see her parents, no, but that's don't. a big thing uh, with the movie. Uh, we get Kelly Martin from Life Goes On. She plays Emily Coleman. Kelly Martin's dad is an out-of-work actor. He's not a work actor. And they're actor. going through financial problems. That is correct. Her father is played by, uh, I believe his name is Ed Burns. Um, he had some... He looks way too old to be her father, He had too. some pop hits in the 50s. Yeah. He's also in Back oh, to the Beach. He is in Greece. He is in He's, Greece. Uh, Vince Fontaine. Yes. Yes. Exactly. He comes into he comes into your room late at night. <laughs> oh come on! That's never mind. He's always uh, credited reference. As, he's always credited as Ed Kooky Burns because his big hit was "It's Kooky." So look up "It's Kooky." He's also in Back to the Beach. Ed, it's Kooky. Um, speaking of which, Frankie Avalon and Nett from Cello are also in this movie. They make a cool cameo. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Okay, so we've got. Sh- okay, so she, her father's out of work and they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So that's her character beat mm-hmm. is that they're kind of struggling, and all the other girls are rich and it's Beverly Hills. But it's like, he was famous. I think the thing is he was famous. Yeah. He's kind of washed up. So like people know him, but he's not working right now. So that's Kelly Martin uh, as Emily. Uh, let's see. Ooh, a character named Tiffany is played by Emily Shulman. You may remember her as. Harriet from Small Wonder, the kooky neighbor who's in love with Jamie. She's got red hair, naturally fiery red hair, and a lot of bangs. And her dad's just a, just a lawyer. Yes, I wasn't. I think okay. the dad's a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was lawyer. And she's or like, like negotiating or like a agent. She's a negotiator. No, he's a lawyer. Yeah, that's her thing. Uh, we've got got Jasmine played by Tasha Scott. Her father is a professional boxer. And she's just kind of like a stereotypical sassy black girl. Did you get really nervous when the cop pulled him over? <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, man, where is this going to go? <laughs> I'm familiar with the movie, so I, I wasn't thinking about that. And then we have uh, Lily, who is played by Aquilina Soriano, and her father is a dictator. I mean, I take it take it that just a Filipino dictator. Well, that's the thing. There's there's, there's like a, Imelda Marcos Imelda references Mar- reference. with the mom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the actress is, is Filipina and the, so are the, car- the people who play her parents. But it's like, I don't know. Did the Philippines have a dictator in the 80s? We'll have to look that up. So um, those are all of our wilderness girls. Uh, they're awesome. And they're in lots of this movie. And they're really great. Some of them you remember. Some of them we don't really see working again. Uh, currently, but we go immediately to the uniform store, which is run by Harriet Winslow. <laughs> and uh, the girls are not excited about their uniforms, and neither is Phyllis. So Phyllis takes the uniforms directly to her extremely stereotypically gay tailor named Henri. Mm-hmm. And Henri remakes all of her he doesn't I don't think he even uses any other fabric because, because I mean that her khaki is different color than everybody else. She's else's. not gonna just have to she's Phyllis is not gonna wear those uniforms. I think this is part of okay, so this is why for me 
I feel like lots of like gay boys identified with this movie just because as well. Like clearly it's a girl movie. Lots of girls are watching this and girls loved it. Cookie time. You know, it's wonderful. I've got a lot of female friends who adore this movie, but I feel like there's a, and for any kid, but for, for gay boys in particular, there's, there's like some amazing stuff going on with Phyllis and like, there's this really cool wish fulfillment. They're rich, you know. These yes. kids are rich, mm-hmm. and it's like they we get Wouldn't it to be fun of, if your mom was Phyllis. Yeah, you know. And I think a little yeah. gay boy can really just be like, "Fuck yes, man! That would be amazing." Um, you just kind of identify with this. She woman looks super and, fun to hang out with. Yeah, and and you know, Hannah, the Jenny Lewis character, she's kind of, I don't know, she's not a wet blanket, but she she just wants to be normal. Yeah, you know, she just wants to be a normal kid. And but I think a lot of the other wilderness girls are kind of playing up there. And Hannah tends to gravitate towards her father too. Yeah, a lot of the other wilderness girls kind of play up their stereotypical Beverly Hills like rich girl persona. Like they each have that one little character beat that's for the movie. But I mean, it also makes a lot of sense that that these characters would kind of I think these that are rich kids. I think uh, Hannah's character beat that she was really into gymnastics. Sure. She was introduced on a balancing beam, mm-hmm. which is paid off later yeah. in the climax. Balancing beam in their own house. Yeah. That's how rich they are. She's got a gymna- gymnastics room in her house, which I love. That's another thing if you're a kid. You're just like, fuck yeah, I want to be a gymnast. I want to have a fucking balance beam mm-hmm. in my bedroom. It wasn't even her bedroom. Extra room. So Phyllis takes her brand new tailored wilderness girl troop leader uniform and goes directly to a uh, troop leader meeting and it's uh it's pretty awesome she's got some ideas for velda and uh, for how to move forward this cookie season are you drying your nails or do you have a question <laughs> no they're fine yes you know about the cookies i know it's customary in order to raise funds to sell cookies door to door and that's adorable but wouldn't it save time and a little shoe leather if we just had a star-studded telethon? Ooh. Huh? Who are you? Johnny could host or Merv. Be fabulous. Who are you? Uh, Phyllis Neffler, Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, shit. I should have known, huh? I love Shelley Long's delivery in that. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, Johnny could host or Merv. She just goes right to a telethon because obviously... And she knows Merv. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a telethon? Merv Griffin. Uh, yeah, she's got some just really funny. Uh, she's just got some really. It's funny like why go door to door? Yeah, and oh, and we figure we got some really cool. Uh, some really cool stuff with that later on when they do have to sell cookies and some of the some of the interesting ways that Phyllis uh, devises to sell these cookies and they're unorthodox but they work for Beverly Hills kids. Yeah. And how they're going to, you know, their circumstances. This character is definitely a template for Elle Woods. Sure. From Legally Blonde. Did you pick up on that? Mm, I wasn't thinking that. No, I was thinking explain that. that. It's just me. sort of, she's a little out of her element. She's dismissed as too dumb or vapid for this task that she's taking on. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis has to prove herself, much like Elle Woods. Sure. And th- but they use what people think are um, kind of uh, weaknesses to their advantage. Yes. To help them to, you know, kind of solve their their troubles throughout the, f- the film. They use their weaknesses 
and they they turn them into positives and they make and they they find their way to the top with with uh just using their wits mm-hmm. which is awesome so so we should probably go into what she does with the troop uh first which she takes them camping uh yes well yes they get assigned uh, a camping location and can we talk about the camping location uh the, the one does directly underneath the hollywood sign? it is directly <laughs> under the hollywood sign which i'm pretty sure if you tried to camp there you would probably be uh hauled in a jail <laughs> by the people that patrol the Hollywood sign. I don't think you can stay overnight. It is right below the Hollywood sign. <laughs> yeah, it's right. But that's be- very charming when you're a kid. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to camp underneath the Hollywood sign? I mean, okay, they're in Los Angeles County. You know, they're Troop Beverly Hills. All these other troops, Culver City, Mar Vista. You know, uh, whatever the Red Feathers. I forgot where they're from. But it's like there's actual real camping sites. Like, yeah. they can go to the Santa Monica Mountains. They can mm-hmm. go, like, camp around Malibu. They can go, you know, up into the San Gabriel Mountains. Like, you wouldn't get that really cool shot of the Hollywood sign. You wouldn't though. get that cool shot of the Hollywood sign. And I guess it's just, I, again, iconic Hollywood and L.A. locations. And that's very Phyllis. Mm-hmm. But, and um, also, sh- I think that she uh, she didn't get it catered, but she definitely... No, it was catered. She oh, I was going to say, she definitely went to a party rental store yeah. and got those there were tents those tents and tables there was a whole there somehow was, got them all hauled out there there was a whole table with um chafing dishes yeah chafing dishes full of hot hot foods a yellow and white print so the yellow and white print is uh this iconic beverly hills rodeo drive store and it says giorgio and as a kid i just always assumed it was armani because oh, it's Giorgio, sure. yeah. But and I was, I just thought the yellow and white stripe was like Armani, huh, like. I didn't the, know but that. it's not. It's just a store called Giorgio. Sure. It's called Giorgio Beverly Hills, and it was just like this very iconic Rodeo Drive store. It's since been sold, and I don't believe it's still there, labeled as branded as Giorgio Beverly Hills anymore. But you see it in every, you see it in Pretty Woman, you see it in this movie, you see it in any movie where where they make their way down to Rodeo Drive, you see the Giorgio yellow and white stripe you know canopies and so she gets these tents that are the yellow and white stripes and that's even a beat in the movie the girls are just like oh we're bored there's nothing to do we can't even pitch the tents because the rental guys put the tents up um but phyllis has phyllis has (laughs) she has a pot of fondue fondue. over the fire (laughs) yes fondue al fresco fresco. yeah they have a campfire eventually and they've got some fondue, but but they get rained out. But I just love when it starts raining. I just think Shelley Long's delivery. Yeah, this is, is a great scene. Is is she's really doing some really funny. good physical comedy? Yeah, and just her 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 line delivery is really great. Voila, fondue al fresco. And next, we're going to make espresso. Oh no! Oh, fabulous! There's lots of that scene ends with just a lot of screaming, falling in the mud. Yeah, in, in, a, a, in a white fur. In a white fur. <laughs> oh, Phyllis with her furs. And they end up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah, I'm assuming this is probably pre Sultan of Brunei. Yeah, well, um, yeah. The, the Beverly Hills Hotel is in 
having that great of a PR moment right now. <laughs> no, look it up. We won't. We won't talk about that. Uh, but yeah, they end up. They end up glamping. She invented glamping at the Beverly Hills Hotel. We get the iconic line from the trailer: "One bathroom for nine people." Consider that roughing it. Uh-huh. And who do you think is? Are we assuming Coach is picking up the bill for the Beverly Hills Hotel? I'm assuming Coach is picking up the bill for everything. Yeah, all this stuff Phyllis does is just on credit or. Does she have an account at the Beverly Hills Hotel? Why would she need to if she lives in L.A.? But, you know, maybe she's got just an account with, like, the Polo Lounge or, you know, one of the restaurants yeah. or something. And uh, they just know her, I guess. But, yeah, I'm assuming she just has a line of credit that's pretty big. So it's just turned into a girl's slumber party yep. at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Slumber party in the – it's a big suite. It's one of the bungalows. With, like, the – the um, fern wallpaper. It's got the big palm mm-hmm. leaf wallpaper that's iconic Beverly Hills Hotel. It's in the Polo Lounge again. So, uh, all right, so where are we? Um, oh, we've got some cool stuff. She tells a funny story about getting a perm. Phyllis's scary story. I love Shelley Long's line delivery of this story. She's, got she's great, really, really good. Yeah, she's got a really good line delivery. They're telling scary stories by the fireplace uh, while they're glamping and having their... Um, Slumber party in the Beverly Hills Hotel. It was a cold and rainy day in March. I went to Christophe's where I usually get my hair done, but Christophe had mysteriously disappeared. And in his place was a stranger named Ronaldo. Another uh, L. Woods reference. Mm-hmm. How bad perms are. Um, Meanwhile, uh, my aunt and grandma were getting perms like well into the <laughs> 90s, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, Phyllis is very fashion forward. You know, she's not your average mom or aunt. She's a cool mom. Um, there's, a fun, there's also a funny line when uh, Velda finds them at the Beverly Hills Hotel. She the comes in morning. with her. She comes w- in How does Velda find them? Yeah, I don't know. Um, who tipped her off? She was tipped off somehow. She comes in with her assistant, who's played by character actress Annie Herman. Annie Herman is the of, character. Who kind of the? Oh, Annie act- Herman's the character. Mary Gross sure. is the actress. Mary Gross. Mary Gross is from Saturday Night Live. Uh, she was on the Eddie Murphy years, and Mary Gross would play Alfalfa when Eddie Murphy would do uh, Buckwheat, and it was really funny. Her alfalfa was really good. She'd be like, well, um, and she's very thin. And <laughs> you can imagine Mary Gross with like an alfalfa wig. I love her. Mary Gross, sister of Michael Gross from uh, Family Ties and Tremors. Oh, how no about, shit. How about that? I just found that out hmm. when I was when we were, we were watching this movie. Uh, yeah, Mary Gross plays Annie Herman. And uh, I was going to say, we haven't even gotten a Herman yet. I love Herman. 
So Velda kind of needs to spy on Phyllis. So she sends her underling. She becomes the mole. Yeah. She she goes in to help out Phyllis. And Mary Gross, an like I said, is a very she's very thin. She's got a very high voice. She's a very wispy little woman. Mm-hmm. So she plays this character really well. She plays this like mole, this underling, this very like okay subordinate to to Velda. She plays this very well uh at the beginning of the movie and, and she's a really fun character throughout. So at this point she's there just to spy on Phyllis and the girls. She's got a little hollowed out book with a camera in it. And she's got a microphone yep. in her like in her cravat. I love all of these like funny like <laughs> spy tech right things that like Phyllis gives to to Annie. And um so this is when they really go into Phyllis coming into her own with how she brands Troop Beverly Hills with the patches because your average troop girls kind of have like um, basket weaving, tying knots. Sure. Well, they go to they go to the craft fair mm-hmm. and they see all the other girls have patches. They don't have any patches. Yep. And then at the craft fair, they show off this really cool, again, Giorgio-themed uh, backpack that they've made. It's like a fashion show. Yeah, and she introduces it like like it's a like it's a New York or Paris runway, like an old eighties fashion show. And it's like, and here we have Claire, and Claire is wearing this like wonderful backpack, just this very like Lady Holiday kind of like yeah. like fashion show delivery. And it's a backpack, and there's a little, like, latch on it, and it pops open. It's very, like, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Like Zach is, and it, and it Zach pop, is selling and Kelly's pops open. underwear, like, in the hallway. It pops open as a clothes hanger. Yeah, it pops open. It's a hanger, and, like, all these clothes fall down. And, like... That is very Zach cool. and Saved by the Bell. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's selling, he's selling, like, Kelly's, like, panties, like, in the hallway. Um... And it's cool. It's like who made this? Where did what? Who made? Wh- yeah, did did she just make that with are the they, troop girls? Are they mass producing it? Are they planning on selling it? I don't understand. It's their craft project. Yeah, I'm assuming they all made it together. It's very well done. Um, but all the girls start laughing at them. Oh, but I mean, I don't know if I saw that. It'd be kind of cool. I think it's pretty impressive. I think the girls in the audience would have liked it, but yeah, everybody's just laughing, and, and the girls are like, eh, "We suck. We don't have any like patches." And so um, Phyllis makes her own patches, and there's a book in these montages where you see her, and you can we like, should design. We your should own patch. run down some of the the patches that are oh, seen in the movie. Oh, there's some great patches. So there's um, you have jewelry appraisal. Jewelry appraisal. That's a really funny scene. Yeah. It's with uh, the the girl, the the lawyers. It's with Harriet from Small Wonder. Harriet from Small Wonder, and she's and she's like giving this jewelry guy the rundown mm-hmm. of what exactly is this diamond, like a diamond. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's like, a, of course, there's like the CPR patch, and that's where we get the ooh, Officer Bill, Officer Bill, hot Officer Bill, that like sprays like mm-hmm. like breath spray as he's about to actually perform mouth to mouth on Phyllis. Yeah, in front of all these girls. They didn't have any, like, CPR dummies. No. That was the thing. I know that's a thing. I've done no, it. No. It's uh, like, I'm going to perform CPR on you. They're always named Annie. CP- yeah. Mm-hmm. C- yeah. So uh, there's also, like, a, a dance patch 
and Phyllis is doing these dances like she's from like the 60s. She's doing like the mashed potatoes and yeah. stuff. So she's teaching girls all these dances. There's the turquoise jewelry native appreciation patch. Mm-hmm. Sushi, sushi appreciation. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I remember this one. Uh, the dictator's daughter taught them how to launder money and crash a revolution patch. Oh, okay. Glam- glamorous gardening. Glamorous gardening is a good one. And uh, is this when she takes the girls into into divorce court? Yes. Which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, she fully she takes the girls in these, divorce court. She brings in these little girls in her divorce hearing. Yeah. Is she kind of doing that to get sympathy with her? I think she may have been doing it to do to get some sympathy with the with the lady judge. And the lady judge does say something about her dress. She's like, it's stunning, which I love. And it's like, oh, well, she's a lady judge, so of course she's mm-hmm. going to like, she's going to fall back on those like, oh, well, you know, feminine ways. Um, yeah, so she takes the girls to the divorce court. Totally weird. Um, yeah. And I think it's just called the divorce court patch. Yeah. I have <laughs> written in my notes, divorce court patch. Yeah. And also we should, uh, is this when they're also having a patch ceremony of when they of when they get presented with all of the patch on the oh, yacht on the yacht but before it she she tells the girls that bring like ten dollars for your patch no okay so the thing is she's like we're gonna we're gonna have patches i'm i'm gonna i'm organizing a patch ceremony and it's gonna be on a boat and there's gonna be music and there's gonna be food and on the marina it. it's in the marina in marina del rey marina del rey all this stuff and she goes and all i need is 750 for the patches now kelly martin's character immediately is like Fuck that! And like runs, runs out away. of the house. Seven seven dollars and fifty cents. Like, are they living in her dad's car? Like, I, I w- don't know. I don't know. Even if you're that, even if you're poor, I feel like maybe she was. Bucks. Maybe she was just too embarrassed to ask her dad about seven hundred and fifty because she, she didn't want to bother him. Yeah. Um, but she, so she runs out and Phyllis goes to chase her and kind of give her a little like I really like the story. Give her a little I like this performance bit about like don't don't worry about not having money, but yeah, Shelley Long has another like really funny Emily, I want to tell you a story about a woman who lived right here in Beverly Hills and thought that money was pretty darn important. One day she went to Neiman Marcus for the linen sale and she oh, she got these fabulous duvets and shams and dust ruffles at 50% off, a 200 thread count. And then she went to pay for them. And the sales girl cut her credit card in half in front of a lot of people. Did you have to put everything back? Yes. Wasn't it embarrassing? It was a nightmare. I thought I could never show my face on Wilshire again. <laughs> But I was wrong. These things happen. They they happen to everyone. Yeah, I just think that's a very funny, like... <laughs> they cut her credit yeah. cards. Gone are the days where you can cut credit cards in half when you work retail. Yeah, but the way... She's, yeah. she's telling the story in the third 
person as if it happened to someone else that yeah. she just heard the story and Kelly Martin goes did you have to put the stuff back <laughs> like right. she's fully in, uh, like onto her and Phyllis just without missing a beat goes yes <laughs> like, that's cute yeah it's just very funny like just very charming Shelly Long is so charming in this movie I think that's what that's why this movie it's what really kind of, sells it and what yeah. makes it age really well and we were, mis- we were mistaken earlier we said it's the 20th anniversary of this movie it is the 30th anniversary of this oh, movie oh shit yeah it's right 99 was 20 years ago. Yeah. This movie's 30 years old. Yeah, the movie's 30 years old. And so I think that's why 30 years later, when like it was on uh, Entertainment Tonight, E.T., you know, it was all over social media, like it was covered like all over the place. Everywhere you turn, people were sharing it left and right. These like videos of, you know, Shelley Long and Tori Spelling and, you know, um, Tori Spelling is one of the Red Feather she's girls. She's a Red Feather, She has a yeah. little bit part. Probably one of the early acting roles Tori Spelling I think Spelling she said did. it was her first. No, it's not her first acting role. I'm, I'm lying. She was, on, she was on Love Boat, and she did episodes sure. of, like, Vegas and all that. Um, but, yeah, she it may have been her first movie or something. But, yeah, she only has a couple of lines. She's a sidekick to the main she's like, a featured, Red Feather girl. She's a featured Red Feather girl. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I just think that, like, this movie's funny and charming, and Shelley Long has a really great you know, performance and, you know, while her transition from television to movies wasn't as successful as she probably wanted it to be, there's, there's a couple in there and this is included that are just, just kind of stand up. And I think this movie's worth going back and giving a watch because it's, it's really clever. Yeah. I think that she left Cheers in probably 88, I think. So she was pretty, pretty, uh, fresh off that, fresh off that. And she had quite a few movies and, you know, in a row, Mm-hmm. This being one of the later ones, but yeah, it's great. Um, uh, the next thing we have, there's, so there's a couple of things that happen um, in between. Does she wear the red sequins bird coat at divorce court? No, she she has like a hat in that one. Um, I have I have it written down when she's wearing. It's a red blazer with the giant sequined bird on the shoulder. Um, okay. So the divorce court patch. Uh, duh, 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 duh. They have to pledge how many boxes of cookies they're going to start to sell, right? Yes, yes. And of course, like the red flavor, the red feathers say like a thousand. Yeah, red feathers want to sell a thousand boxes, and you have to sell at least a thousand boxes to get into the end of year jamboree. And at the jamboree, it's like a wilderness retreat. And it's like a race. And whoever wins the wilderness race at the Jamboree gets like a trophy. They get to be like the troop, the the wilderness troop poster children. Yeah. And the the Red Feathers win every year. And Velda, Velda's daughters and the Red Feathers. And they're like sneaky and underhanded. And um, they're going to sell a thousand boxes. And so Troop Beverly Hills is like, fuck it. We're going to sell two thousand boxes. So, um... And the Red Feathers do them dirty because they hit all the houses in Beverly Hills. Yeah, they fully they're going to. They, they kinda... fully go to the Beverly Hills neighborhood and sell can sell cookies. And to Kareem Ab- Abdul Jabbar. Kareem Abdul Jabbar makes a cameo. This movie is chock full of eighties cameos. Yeah. It's amazing. He was just like, "Sorry that this these little girls with red feathers were just here." Yeah. So okay. So between that and what which has happened, um, we get Phyllis talking to, you know, Kelly Martin about 
you know, not worrying about not having money. Uh, Carla Gugino's character, Chica, shows up in the middle of the night to the house um, crying because it's her birthday and her parents are in Monte Carlo and left her and they forgot it and they forgot the birthday. And so they're like, oh, fuck, like, it's her birthday. It's the middle of the night. Like, what the hell? Like, nobody remembered anything. We didn't know where her parents. Rosario makes her a enchilada birthday Rosario makes her a birthday enchilada. In 10 minutes, apparently, she goes, just give me 10 minutes. And she comes back later with the full-on birthday enchilada, and they sing happy birthday. And uh, Phyllis sings the high harmony and happy birthday, just like Michael Scott. (laughs) To you. Um, And through all this, Herman sees all this, you know. And as soon as we as soon as we find out that the Red Feathers now have infiltrated their turf, Herman is just like, you know what? Fuck she, this. She has her big like, uh she has her big moment of the liberation of Mary Gross. She puts her <laughs> she puts like her her spy equipment in the trash. Yeah, she takes the camera out of the book, she takes the mic out of her cravat. Like she's gonna start living her own life mm-hmm. and help out the girls. And help out Troop Beverly. And help Hills. out Phyllis. Yeah. And help out Phyllis and the girls. Um, so they have, oh, I know where she's wearing the red, uh, the red blazer with the black bird on the, on the shoulder. She invites all the parents to her house right. to say, okay, cause they're brainstorming. We, we need to figure out how to how sell to these cookies because yeah. the other girls fucked us over and you know, what are we going to do? And the parents are like, well, we'll just buy them. Like we're Beverly Hills parents. Like how many boxes do we need to sell? Let's just fucking buy them. And also, probably the Phyllis from the beginning of the movie would have just bought the would have just bought the boxes. Yes, but as she's growing and learning as the troop leader, she knows that's not what you do. Let me tell you this about selling candies. I never had to sell cookies, but we had to sell candy at uh, in elementary school. I went to Catholic school, and we had to sell world's finest. We had to sell wrapping paper, and the world's finest chocolate bars were a dollar. And they had four pieces, right? And re- oh, it was really delicious candy. I love this chocolate. And at the time in the 80s, we had to sell three boxes to get to go to Disneyland. Damn. Yeah, just three. And I think the boxes had like maybe 50 candy bars each. Because mm-hmm. you could break the box in half. It's a cardboard box. And you could break it down the middle. And each half, the cardboard flaps on the outside turned into handles. So you could walk with a little handle and have 25 cookies. 25 candy bars. I know kids' parents would just buy the boxes. Buy the entire box, sure. But then they would still go sell them afterwards so they'd make the money back. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we'll just give you the $150 for the Disneyland ticket. But then now we have $150 with candy, so now the kids can just go sell it. Whatever they sell, we get to have back. And then if whatever not. So you can make a profit on top of it? No, you're not making a profit. You're just making your money back. Sure. Because, you you know, it's a one-to-one. It's a dollar. You're not sure, going to sell them for more than a dollar. Buying the box is like yeah. a down payment for the trip. Yeah. Um, I also know that some of the yard mothers would, at lunch and recess, sell us back candy to us, to students. They would have, like, candy bars. And, it, like I said, a, one bar of World's Finest was broken up into four little pieces that you could break off. Mm-hmm. And so the bar was a dollar. And so with four pieces, they would sell the pieces for a quarter each. So you'd be like, oh, the, that room mother over there, like, 
just moms that would come in and like help with the yard. Really? Yeah, and you'd be like, that's super, "Here's here's that's a quarter. Give me a piece of candy." Meanwhile, I've got five boxes of candy back at my house that I'm supposed to be selling on the street, and I'm buying candy off this lady. That's shady. That's shady. And that was high school. Or that was Catholic school. Like, come on, ladies. I don't know about that, but you know that that them's the breaks of Catholic school. Shady. <laughs> Those are some shady yard mothers. So Phyllis comes up with uh, this spectacular plan to sell these cookies, which involves blocking off Rodeo Drive. <laughs> so she she has the money to like throw down. I mean, I don't even know what in the eighties it so cost. So they build a stage to block off Rodeo Drive. In I don't Beverly think Hills. the streets blocked off. The sidewalk is blocked off, but I think cars are driving past. It them. looks like the entire street is blocked off. Um, they build a stage. Someone writes and records the music for this song, Cookie Time. <laughs> yeah, these girls are like slamming it, like slamming the song. This is a professionally too. like like recorded and mixed and produced. Like the boxer's track. daughter is on lead vocals. The boxer's daughter on lead vocals wearing a Tina Turner wig. Yeah. Singing Cookie Time. And, I mean, it's pretty amazing. This song... Just a little, a little bit of it. Ooh, in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just like having like a, I don't know, like a free for all in the middle of the Hawking street. These boxes, man. And people are just, I guess, just shoppers are just like, oh, well, shit. Well, these girls are singing songs about cookies. I Give mean, me some what, boxes. I mean, what would you do if you were walking down the street and you saw this kind of professionally made? I saw a tiny black child and a Tina Turner wig yeah. singing this song about cookies. Well, I'll buy a box of cookies. You better believe you buy it. Buy a box of those motherfucking cookies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This is a very cookie beloved time. scene with fans too. Everybody remembers this scene, and most girls can probably sing you this entire <laughs> song from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, me too as well. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Oh, and also. On the stage, Herman is on keyboards. Shelly Long is up there. There is choreography, and Rosario is wearing like a like a Mexican like Frida Kahlo like dress with embroidery, but it's khaki. Yeah, it's Girl Scout themed. Uh, I love it. I can't even. It's like a tilma. I don't know what those dresses are called. I have gross Robin Leach in my notes. Is this when? Oh yeah. Then okay. So we go from the just singing on the street and singing in front of the Jane Fonda workout uh, gym, oh, yeah. which apparently there was a Jane Fonda workout like studio. Yeah. In Beverly Hills. Now we cut to, I'm assuming Phyllis's house and Robin Leach is hosting like a charity fashion show, where again the girls are going from table to table. You know, selling cookies credit like cards. they're selling cookies like they're boxes of cigarettes too. Yeah, it's like a whole, uh, what like was a Vegas waitress, like, like a the, Vegas wa- waitress, or I was gonna say, what was that famous hotel in Los Angeles, the Coconut Grove? Sure, like a Coconut Grove girl. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> oh, they do some. Uh, there's some. It's a little montage of the different girls doing different things. Uh. So as. As Stephanie Beecham is signing, uh, she's at a book signing for Midnight Bitch, 
Midnight. Her, her bitch. most recent uh, romance release, Midnight Bitch. Her daughter, the child actress, is sitting next to her at another table selling cookies. And she's signing and the boxes. Signing the boxes to the girls. Yeah, so which is great. So uh, as Robin Leach is as Robin Leach is uh, doing another fashion show, some of the models are Pia Zadora and Dr. Joyce Brothers. Oh my it does not get any more eighties than Pia Zadora. Is this also the scene where Phyllis is wearing her All-Stars 4 dress that <laughs> looks like she's in the promo for RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars? That's later on in the evening. That's like the high-low with like the pink and the blue, right? Oh, she's yeah, got that's like right. The, that's at the party. Yeah, it's at yeah. the party later on in the evening. And this one she does she does the reveal where she comes in with the cape. It's a khaki cape. Mm-hmm. And it's like down to her knees. But then she like does a big reveal and like sweeps it open. And you see it's lined in green satin. Ooh. Green satin lining. But, you know, khaki and green. Very, like... I just have in my notes, Phyllis and Herman are turning looks at this gala. Because Herman comes in, and her and Rosario raided Phyllis's wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And so Herman comes in in this, like... In this, like, Tiffany, like, Tiffany at the VMAs, like, dress. (laughs) She got a little makeover. Yeah. Um, So they're, they're, they're turning looks and stunting pretty at this gala. Um, yeah, and Phyllis, she's giving like this pe- this pastel a- asymmetrical fantasy. Um, it's I, it's kind of Judy Jetson Hooker, but it's also kind of like Space Age Madam, yeah. like at the brothel, like on like a brothel on the moon. She's got like it's this really cool like curly like updo mm-hmm. that kind of looks. It's a little like Miss Kitty, but like. <laughs> It's hard. To, it's really hard to explain. Well, I'll, we'll get another picture of this as well, because this dress is kind of like it's like. Uh, this and this is, is the iconic. party that's celebrating them selling the three thousand boxes, right? Yes, they sold. I think they sold four thousand boxes. Oh yeah, that's right. And um, they're they're going to hand over a check to Velda. Um, so she invites Velda to the to this gala event, and um, yeah, and Velda kind of. What does she do that kind of makes Phyllis not want to go to the Jamboree? She comes to the house the next day. Yeah. And she told him that she embarrassed the troop. Yeah. Well, she does end up being, like, falling in the pool after she has the (laughs) conversation with Coach. Sure. Yeah, Phyllis falls in the pool. I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed that Phyllis falls in the pool because Coach's, like, bimbo girlfriend fell in the ocean at the at the patch ceremony, I feel like you didn't like really need her pool falling movie? in the pool. Yeah, it's just one of those rules of comedy. If you have a pool in a scene, you have to somebody's gonna fall. Somebody's gonna fall in it. Yeah. Um. But you know, she gives a check over to Velda. Velda takes it and leaves. Velda comes in wearing this like house frau yeah. <laughs> dress. She looks like someone's governess. She just looks so uncomfortable in this dress. And it's got one of those, like, big white, like, pilgrim collars. Mm-hmm. But it's like a floral print. It's super 80s. And just very dowdy. But again, of course, they're, they're, they're not going to let Velda Blender look good in this movie. So she looks terrible. And especially next to Phyllis in this, in this crazy, in this crazy 80s poof. Um, but she comes to the house the next day and is just like, you know, tells her to fuck off and you've you've embarrassed us for the last time. And it, re- it really, I guess Phyllis just takes it to heart because she's just like, you know what? Screw this. We're out. 
and then she holds up in her bedroom with bottles of Evian. <laughs> I thought that scene was pretty funny. She's fun. she's drunk off Evian water. <laughs> she's Evian drunk. That's so 80s, just Evian being like expensive water. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is expensive water, but it's just very like yuppie. Just very like indicative of just like, yeah, money. Uh, bottled water. Bottled water. Who's buying water in a bottle? Yeah. But that's Phyllis for you. But it takes, you know, it takes Dr. Quinn, not Dr. Quinn, Stephanie Beecham. I keep calling her Dr. Quinn. She looks like her. It takes Stephanie Beecham to come to the house and, like, snap her out of it and just tell her, like, come on, bitch. We got to go to this jamboree. And she eventually rallies the girls, and they make a a last-minute entrance to this jamboree. Yeah. That, like, a moment's notice right before they're going to shoot off the gun yeah. for them to start. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they make it to the Jamboree just in time. It's an overnight? Yeah. I think it's I overnight. But it kind of looks like it's just shot in the in the edge of the valley somewhere. So it's still within driving distance of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy dangerous. This route is ridiculous. And uh, Herman, Annie Herman is fired Right before she can help them. Oh too. my God! Yeah. So, so then, so, so Herman's gonna go with them, and Velda's like, "You can't go because you're fired. You're fired again." Are these women getting paid to do? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's their only job is just being a an assistant wilderness girl troop leader. So then, Phyllis just kind of takes the range, and this is really her moment to. She has to do this all by herself. And this time, Phyllis is really out of her element, too. But not only is Phyllis out of her element, the other troops are sabotaging yes. them. They're turning the arrows in the wrong direction. They're cutting rope bridges. Like, this shit's getting dangerous. Like, Velda is putting children's lives children's in danger. Children's lives at risk. Um, but really, Troop Beverly Hills, what they have going for them is that they all work as a team. Yeah. Kind of all of... Phyllis's shortcomings are made up by the girls. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things and where what they they've all learned. use something to their advantage. They all bring something to the table. Yeah, um, and they all kind of show sportsmanship, too, because eventually Velda sprains her ankle and her own team leaves her behind so that they can get the win. And they do end up getting back first, but they arrive without their troop leader, so they're incomplete, so they don't really get to win. Mm-hmm. And you get the whole inspiring inspiring moment where Troop Beverly Hills proves themselves. Yeah, and they, they create, they make like a, some kind of like bench to carry Velda back. So not only do they have to waste time for that, but now they're slowed down because they're pulling a full-grown woman behind them and they still make it in second place they, they had the whole moment of uh there was a fallen tree oh my god it was god. like the it was like the bit of suspense oh my god which i don't think that maybe the movie really didn't need no not at all it, it was kind of it was kind of a little drawn out and kind of a little stakes that didn't quite need to be there because i feel the stakes were high enough yeah yeah that's just just 80s like cheesiness but yeah they have to make it across the rope bridge was cut and they've got to make it across this weird ravine it's kind of unclear how deep it is the shots were kind of weird because yeah. the the um the medium shot didn't quite match the wide shot yeah you could tell that they shot it in two different locations yeah it probably wasn't a very deep like little canyon and they had to do some fancy 
camera trickery to make it look deeper than it was or more treacherous. At any rate, they made it across, uh, you know, Hannah using her balance beam skills Mm -hmm. to make it across. Phyllis wearing like a high-heeled boot this entire time. Yeah. In the wilderness with her WC Fields puffy director pants. Puffy director pants, yeah. The entire time. Um, But Velda has a riding crop. (laughs) <laughs> she does. Velda goes everywhere right. with the riding crop and like whips like the wall and whips Herman and like oh, it's amazing. She also has a full dartboard with Phyllis's face on it, a black and white picture. Of I mean, Phyllis as you do when you're a '80s villain. But it's a very well made like dart. Like she had to go get that. She had to go to like Kinko's. It's and, like a and, and print out this. It's this a professionally. Photo of it's a professionally made dartboard. With a, like a photograph, that's on a it. lot of work to hate someone. It is. It's money and time that she put into it just so she could have the satisfaction of throwing darts at Phyllis's face. I mean, I guess just the hatred is that. I mean, I guess the whole thing is that Velda just—I don't know—she just feels inadequate because Phyllis has money, maybe. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of jealousy. Yeah, I mean, kind of. There is this whole fascination and. uh Fascination with just Beverly Hills at the time. Yeah. And you just saw... I mean, it was the 80s. Being rich and excess and spending money and all that was... It was was also just kind of that whole Reagan era of... That was the ideal of of success, was having enough disposable income to be able to buy all these crazy things and live this crazy lifestyle. And that was not Velda at all. No. And so, yeah, it had to be jealousy. There's no other explanation as to why she hates Phyllis so much. And it's unconventional for a kind of a Girl Scout troop or the Wilderness Girls just to even be in Beverly Hills to begin with. Yeah, I think that's just the kind of fish out of water story, like the baseline of this movie. And it's funny, it works. So, do you remember first watching Troop Beverly Hills? No, I feel like I've just always known about it. Yes, same here. <laughs> it was always. A I don't movie. remember a first. Viewing. Yeah, it was always a movie that was on like TBS or something on like yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. That was just on cable yeah. in the middle of the day. And I remember at the time from there was this and then right afterward was The Wizard and Jenny Lewis just being this like spunky little girl. She's pretty much exactly my age. I'm around the age of right in the middle of most of these girls. A couple of them are, are a little older. A couple of them are a little younger. Jenny Lewis is right exactly my age. And so, yeah, you know, when you see a movie with kids your age when you're a kid, oh, totally. that's when you're just like, oh, I totally identify with this movie because they're my age, you know? And she was really cool in The Wizard. I was just like, this girl, this girl is fucking awesome. And, yeah, so this was another movie, and I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's a girl from The Wizard. I'll watch this. And... I knew Shelley Long. I knew her from Outrageous Fortune. I knew her from Cheers, and yeah, I just I just always thought this movie was really funny. And great. I did not see it in the theater. Definitely was something that I caught on cable. Yeah, and I think that at the time when it came out in the theater, it was this production studios. It was like an offshoot off of Columbia. Oh. So the studio was kind of going bankrupt. Yeah, it was that one logo of, at the beginning. It was one of the there. last movies that came out and maybe they just kind of shafted it with the release and it just yeah. came and went really fast. Yeah. I think it could have been a sleeper hit, but it probably just wasn't even wasn't even given a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's the thing with movies at the time. I think they just put movies out and it wasn't as much, you know, there wasn't as much like uh 
There was no internet. Just blame everything on there not being an internet. Yeah, and this is <laughs> was the 80s. If a studio made something like this, it would probably be a TV movie now. Because <laughs> I don't think that like Universal or Columbia are making movies like Troop Beverly Hills anymore. It goes straight to Netflix. Sure. Um, also, a little tip if you run into Jenny Lewis. Don't mention this movie. Don't mention the acting career. <laughs> Not like I love Jenny Lewis, but I think that she, I mean, I suppose that it's just weird. when She's you're, a wonderful musician. She's a wonderful musician. And I suppose that it's kind of weird when you were a child actor and you just kind of want to not really talk about stuff that you did when you were 12 years old. Yeah. So I kind of give her that. I get it. A lot of the other girls came back for the reunion. She was not one of them. But, you know, whatever. That's her That's her choice. <laughs> you know, she doesn't owe us anything. But, yeah, I've, I've heard tell. Has carved out a very successful um, music career, too. Yeah, she has a new album. So out. she brings a lot to the table. She has a new album out, what, this year? Yeah. Come out 2018 or 2019? Mm-hmm. No, it just came out like last month. Yeah. She has a new album out this year. It's really good. I hear it's really great. Um, I've listened to some tracks. Listen to Rilo Kiley. Rilo Kiley's great album. Freaking awesome. I love that band. It's like the mid 2000s Fleetwood Mac. So, yeah. Seen them live plenty of times. Um, but yeah, she chose not to be part of the reunion. But whatever. Hey, that's not her. Your last. Shoot. I mean, your last Jenny Lewis. She, she, if she knew it was good for her, she should have gone because right? she looks the best out of her i mean I, well no carly gacino looks the best out of all the girls sure <laughs> from Obviously. this movie <laughs> she didn't take part either but you know she was well, probably off filming she like, did like a little video message oh she did done in like right. her kitchen yeah also carly gacino just been working steadily yeah. since like the early 90s yeah she has never been a time that carly gacino's she's been out a, of work she's a hard working broad but um yeah some of the girls did not continue acting some of the girls did. It was hard when you were a child actor in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I think just a select few ended up being big stars, and that's about it. Yeah. Especially if you came from TV. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, uh, this movie, I was like, Troop Beverly should Hills. we? I was like, should we buy it or should we rent it? We could get it for 48 hours if we rent it. That'll be enough time to like watch it and take notes. And, and then we're like, like, no, let's just fucking no, buy it. No, we're just going to fucking buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we will watch this movie, like, monthly. I'll watch it plenty of times. They're, okay, so we'll probably put on the Instagram some of our favorite fashion moments. I'd like to do a greatest hits of Phyllis. Yeah. Her outfits are out of control. Yeah. Um, There's some really funny cameos in this movie. Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Right. Kareem, and, uh, Ted Isn't, McGinley from Married with Children. Doesn't Cheech get introduced to... To to Herman, to Herman as Cheech as Cheech, and and he's like uh, you're not related to Pee Wee Herman, which I love. <laughs> um, yeah, Doctor Joyce Brothers, Pia Zadora. Pia Zadora was just if you're not familiar with her, she was just a socialite. Um, in the 70s and the 80s, her she kind of looks like Linda Blair. I think she married somebody rich. She was a socialite. She just had a couple of like movie cameos. Is she in the fashion show scene? Yeah, she's one okay. of the models. Um, yeah, Pia. I love that name, Pia. And um, Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just. I think that was the thing in the eighties too, just to have like weird cameos and comedies. Yeah. 
but it's it's set in LA, set in Beverly Hills, so you can have like you can have these celebrities as just like Phyllis's neighbors, you know, and it's just funny to just see them there. But yeah, I mean, this movie holds up in. Shelley Long's performance. I think that we mentioned that before, but yeah, just let me just stress that. Yeah, for Shelley sure. Shelley Long knocks this role out of the park. Yeah, she really does. And it's it is kind of too bad that I feel like Shelley Long's acting career could have probably gone on longer with vehicles. Yeah, with like bigger vehicles in the nineties. Yeah, because she's very engaging to see on screen. She really is. I feel like when we, when we get to Outrageous Fortune, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about just how clever her her line delivery is and just she's just a, a gifted comedic actress and like I was saying comparing her to Elle Woods in Legally Blonde I don't think that we would have Legally Blonde if it weren't for this performance in Troop Beverly Hills yeah I'm sure if you asked Reese Witherspoon about inspirations for Elle Woods <laughs> she she might say Phyllis Neffler from Troop Beverly she'll Hills she'll say don't you know who I am and then she'll say oh yeah totally Phyllis <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I love this song. <laughs> but yeah, wish fulfillment for little kids, just like funny stuff for grown-ups. Very quotable for. Oh my god, super quotable, kids. super quotable for kids, super quotable for the gays. And also, I think what's also kind of fun about it is that it's the how you picture adults acting as children, too. Yeah, like it's very exaggerated. Yeah, Phyllis. Yeah, Phyllis is super over the top. Very over the top. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's funny. Not a lot not a lot of men in this movie. This movie it, definitely passes the Bechdel test. I was just about <laughs> to say that. It definitely passes the Bechdel test. Um, you know, it's just got a lot of like women, it's got a lot of female characters, and they're all very different in tone and personality and character, and they're all well formed characters, I think, you know, from Phyllis and Velda and Herman and even the the Mrs. Roper character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I think it's it's a good movie for like little girls to watch. You know, yeah, it's super empowering. Yeah, and little gay boys. <laughs> well, I think that we just recorded our second episode, Pete. I think we did our second episode. That was really cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, that was lots of fun. And of we'll course, be back. Uh, remember to subscribe. Yeah, subscribe to our um, Instagram. It's Movies That Made Us Gay, at Movies That Made Us Gay uh-huh. on Instagram. Um, feel free to send us any questions. Please comment and like on all of our pictures and go to iTunes. and uh, Any requests for an episode, send oh, yeah, them our for way sure. too. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear that. Yeah, but go to iTunes and give us five stars and also leave us a comment and leave us a review. Because if you don't... Attention, Kmart shoppers. Blue light special, aisle 13. All right, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.